This is episode 5 of Paper Cut for February 22nd, 2021. Welcome to episode 5 of Paper Cut, the Nyack Library's podcast. Our guest today is Dan White. Dan White is an artist who lives in Nyack, New York with his wife, Dina, and his son, Ben. He was born at Nyack Hospital and he grew up in Haverstraw, the son of George Sr. and Rena. A lifelong artist, Dan has only begun to publicly show in the last 15 years or so, but he honestly can't recall when it started. It's recent though. He was supposed to write the great American novel, but he would prefer writings something short, simple, and probably about small rodents or a crabby history about a sideshow war. He paints and draws and keeps terrible hours. Never call after 11 p.m. Texting is okay. And on a personal note, Dan is one of our favorite and most beloved library patrons and a real Nyack staple. So welcome, Dan. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for being here, Dan. Um, I'm Tracy Dunstan. I'm the head of adult services. Hi, Tracy. Hi. <laughs> I'm Georgia Grandstaff. I work in programming. And I'm Rosemary Farrell. I'm a senior librarian and work in programming and community engagement. Hi, Georgia and Rosemary. Hey, Dan. Hey, Dan. <laughs> hey, Dan. <laughs> episode is going to be about graphic novels but more specifically um, graphic novel art and how the illustration and the art process in general. So we're gonna start out by asking you some questions Dan. Um, oh, no. I came up with all these questions and <laughs> I feel like, like I'm, I don't know if I'm They're gonna ask you one. all of them you know we're just gonna we're just gonna see where this goes right. Okay. I, I kind of like that idea. Um, so this is a question that's not about graphic novels at all but because okay. you are a library regular I want to know why do you love the library? It's a really long story and it begins with many minutes. No, <laughs> I'm not gonna give you the Homeric version but it goes like you know I've like lived up the street from the Haverstraw King's Daughter Library. That's where, you know, I grew up in that part of Haverstraw, like on Main Street. For as long as I can tell you, that's always been my mainstay. I've been going there for so long that it's like, I, I couldn't even tell you like how or why it began. And I do remember like my siblings, like reading to me, like when I was really small. And I particularly remember like, I don't know, like either my brother or my sister reading to me from this book about sharks when I was a little kid. It was like, this was like the age of Jaws. So mm. yeah, go back that far. So, you know, <laughs> so, so do I, Dan, so do I. <laughs> yeah, so, it, so, you know, like, you know, and it's funny because um, I would, there was this one illustrator that I found out about who was doing work from like the 60s into the 70s and 80s, named Murray Tinkleman. And I remember like thinking like, wow, this guy's art looks exactly like this, this shark book. And I went to a library. I probably went to the public uh, Haverstraw library and saw that, yeah, that was the guy. So I was like, oh, well, there you go. <laughs> and, you know, it's like I was, I could actually, like, remember that. And, like, that always, like, a lot of artists and illustrators do, like, leave that kind of impression on me. I got to say, like, it's one of those places where, like, associations creatively, intellectually, and on and on and on began. So I've always, like, known that the library is kind of my go-to. It was always, like, also a haven because, you know, you're out of school and you don't really want to, like, do your homework or <laughs> you don't really want to go anywhere so you go to the library i was also thinking um in preparation for like this i was thinking about how um when i was uh i don't know i can't remember what age but i would oh, i remember my father actually had um he had an art show over in uh, the valley cottage library and they had the opening and everybody's at the reception you know cheese crackers wine whatever 
Mm-hmm. And I was young. I was probably like, maybe like seven or eight. And I just ran off to the stacks. So, <laughs> and I like hung out there until like it was time to go. So, so. It's funny because now you are the parent at the library and you have shown your art at the library before. And your, yeah, son, yeah. your son, Ben, is the one who comes in after school, like oh, yeah, yeah. avoiding doing his work, oh. like, you know, hanging out with oh, his yeah. friends. Oh, completely, completely. <laughs> yeah, I know. He would be bad. He'd be, he's down in the computer, you know, playing on the computer with all his friends. <laughs> it's, a whole... it's really come full circle here. <laughs> it actually has. It actually has. I'm, and it, you know, it's like that's the thing I've always liked about like the library. Like it always seems like kind of a go-to haven, no matter what. It, it's you know, it's like in between like you know, when I was in college and all, and like you know, in between semesters, I was working at the Finkelstein Library. Even the first couple of semesters at you know when I went away to school, I was working at the uh, the New Paltz uh, School Collegiate Library. So it's, it's, you know, it always speaks to me. And also it's just like, if I need a place to find books, I know where to go. And mm-hmm. I like books. So. It's the place to be. Yeah. So here's be. my next question. When you come into the library, what section do you go to first? All right. Here's the thing. So when I was younger, dinosaurs, I knew exactly where to go. Dinosaur <laughs> books were like on my radar, no matter what. So as soon as I'm like through the door, beeline to the kids' room, look and look and look and look. I didn't know the numbers, like, the, you know, the Dewey Decimal numbers on that. But I knew, like, well, as soon as I started seeing, like, something prehistoric or a little geological, that's where I needed to be. <laughs> you know, so. And then Dinosaurs. over time, it's like a started... probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Huh? <laughs> but then over time, I kind of figured it out, like, you know, especially, like, you know, after school, they teach a bit about the Dewey Decimal System. They started kind of figuring out how they categorize things more and more, like uh, we were to find like history books, and also like you know I'm still very confused as to why, in a way you would have the UFO books, over in the like around the the, the 100s I believe, mm-hmm. but yeah. it's still like they're no, the no, zeros, like, yeah, yeah. No, over there that's all like UFOs, you know astrology <laughs> whatever you know <laughs> just go there and you you'll find it no problem. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I know my oh and then um I did figure out I guess or I almost figured out I guess the like how the colleges do theirs with the um I guess the library of congress yeah so you know that was the you know that was also like a big oh I didn't know they did a different way of organizing things that's something new to discover so but <laughs> you know, I will I admit that I haven't mastered way. that I you know I get it here and there sometimes I don't so it's it's not easy but it, i i i believe that one day it will be figured out and i don't know how <laughs> those numbers will go okay i know this because i work at the library and i know that you check out a lot of graphic novels so <laughs> here's my question do you read them for the story or for the art or is that a dumb question i don't know i mean no, no, it's not actually not a dumb question it's not at all because it usually it can be a a combination of things because sometimes there are there are books with great art that are you know that i'll bypass because the story doesn't grab me and then there'll be stories that are really compelling and i'll kind of like maybe side sidestep them because of um maybe the art's not that compelling it's not that it's bad art it's just not compelling i have to like constantly retrain my brain in a way to, to like tell myself that give the book a chance because something's there that that connects with you when I was growing up, it's like, 
you know, and I think this is kind of where a lot of my prejudices go, especially when it comes to like, say, comic books or anything comic book-ish, comic book related, is that you go for the good artists first. You know, I, I grew up with like, my brother would always like, he was the one that brought the comic books home. I would read his, this stuff and him and I would compare notes. He would tell me like, oh, this guy's work is, is terrible. This is terrible. And I would, you know, squeaky little me would be like, yeah, this is bad, you know? <laughs> and like, and I, and to this day, I still actually, I will make a note of like, what's, you know, what artists I do like. But as I grow, got older, kind of grew out of like, those like, you know, like the superhero books and started like learning more about like other works. Cause there was, there's actually been for like years, this like, you know, constant feed of like great artists and, you know, and actually great storytellers who's, you know, come from that, th you know, who saw the possibility of actually like taking it that way, taking it into like more of a story focused realm. You know, it, it gave me, I think more of that way to like stop and be more analytical. So then I started noticing more and more, I would actually start like looking at artists that I've come to respect and admire more than anything, you know, and, um, and that way, I actually have, I find that is the way to guide myself towards like good story work and stuff that I would normally wouldn't like. So I saw that you had written a note about um, Alison Bechdel. Mm -hmm. I remember that there was like this whole thing about, um, I remember reading uh, Dykes to Watch Out For on the bus. Yep. <laughs> I, on the way home from work, I would say, you know, it's yeah. like, because I would have like, I think it was Dykes to Watch Out For, I think was in the. Um, Village Boys was in the Boys? No, I think it was New York Press. New York, Which, okay. you know, geez, I mean, that's kind of advanced <laughs> for them. I'm, I'm surprised it took me a yeah. while to like, realize how conservative they were. But um, thanks to watch out for. I remember like not being into it at first. I didn't, you know, it was it was just too, I, I, I thought it was cool in that, you know, they kind of gave that um, almost a Doonesbury kind of feel to something <laughs> that, you know, on the other hand, it was like, I was, I don't know, I felt a little skeptical or something. I don't know. Maybe was, sometimes it felt a little too political. Mm -hmm. At times, I'm a little too over the head. But that's the thing, and that's an example of something that stayed with me. Because like when, when I saw that she had written Fun Home, and I was like, oh yeah, that's a, that's a Alison Bechdel. That's the Dykes to watch out for a person. And then I read Fun Home. Yeah. And then it kind of coalesced. I was like, okay, now I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, now I get it more. Like you know, now you know, I knew she was a good writer. Like she had like the erudition for it. And she had the skills, but I was like, kind of like, not very, you know, like it was a weird thing. I was like, just, it was, she was like, like to watch out for. But, you know, it was, <laughs> but it was like, you know, it was still on my radar all the same enough to me, for me to like go forward and like read like, you know, Fun Home and then like, you know, her follow-up book. And are those, you, are, yeah. those are, that's like fantastic work. Those are two, yeah, those are two that I was going to mention that Are You My Mother was the other one. Are You My like, Mother, right, yeah. right. I read both of them in the, the take right in a row couldn't put them down fantastic no th yeah those were fun home i think i like i as soon as i saw that on the uh the shelf i think i got it like immediately i think like i got it i have it in hardcover <laughs> i was like not that's even gonna like you know like yeah well you know i was just like no get that now. that's commitment so I brought that home read that and i was like this is an incredible story it yeah. was just an incredible thing to, to read so yeah it amazes me when when a graphic novel has or you know a comic or anything has a great story because I think it's it's kind of like writing a short story which I find to be hard to do it's like how do you condense so much meaning and convey yeah. something in a short space and mm -hmm. obviously that's why you know you have the art you know because pictures say so much more than words can and um 
it's it's fascinating to me honestly yeah like the it, writing it, you know it. because it really you know it does require a good editor you know it because it is a lot of compression you're actually like really trying to like have you know a set series you know a set series of images on a page or even like one page that's just like sometimes like minimal to the to like a fall or even a spread that's minimal and you, you i think like as an you know and i'm learning this too even as an artist like how do you tr you know trying to figure out a way to to get as much of that information in there as possible mm -hmm. you know because i mean you know for one it does require a most excellent editor if you're composing something on your own you have to really be that editor because i've seen like like a lot of amateur right uh, amateur um comic stories and stuff and they just the problem is like they want to tell everything mm -hmm. and it goes on and on and on and you know so that it becomes a bit of a jumble and i think that's kind of an indication of like old bad storytelling they have to like get it all in you know as opposed to like figuring out like the balance where you know you really need to be this wordy where do the words become effective you know just like that mm -hmm. and um and with images too you have to do that as well you have to kind of figure out where you know what's the right image for the scene to best convey it otherwise it's just going to be you know total garbage and it's just going to be like you wasting your time and you're going to end up having to get rid of that page anyway mm -hmm. so you got to let the reader in like you definitely need to be air there's got to be yes, space exactly you. exactly yeah yeah and and i think a lot of and i, I think a lot of writers you know writers poets that was like a big lesson that I've learned was like, where do you, you know, where are you going to let the the the, uh, the audience in at some point? I have mm -hmm. to do that too when I'm like, you know, anytime I'm making art now. Before it used to be more for me, you know? So it's just like, you know, I'm aware of like a lot of the details that go on. I'm aware of like whatever I put down, you know, image wise, just because it's for me. And maybe for like a select audience of like, you know, friends or, you know, whatever. But more and more, like the more I go out and I'm more, I, sh I have to be aware of like, I've got to like hold back. I've got to show more. I've got to show less, you know, because, and also I have to have something to tie it in so that it becomes, and that's also the big thing. You have to have something that, that does tie in so that the audience will actually walk away with something in the end. Cause you want, you know, it's like, I always think about like all those people that like I was saying, like, like I would just like, it would always, they would always stay with me. I may not like mm -hmm. them immediately, but they would stay with me, be recognizable. And then mm -hmm. next thing you know, you're a fan for life, you know? So Buying the hardcover copy of the book. Yeah, <laughs> and you will buy that hard copy. <laughs> so, um, okay. So like, to me, there's like three different types of like, there's like graphic novels, there's what? comics, which I associate kind of with just like all the superhero stories. And right. then there's manga. Do you ever read manga? Yeah, but not as much. You know, those are expensive. <laughs> you know, you're, you know, it's like I, there was a, oh, I forget. There's a couple of books that I've been like circling for like years that I'm like, do I? Oh, it's like I really want that, but I want a budget, man. <laughs> you know, I'm well, like, I, I, I'm always surprised that like I would see. That's probably why, like, you know, if you go like to like a Barnes and Noble or something like that, you see like. Tons of kids to brawl that on the floor, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> who can afford it? You know? <laughs> so it's, you know, so I, you know, I have nothing but love, respect, and regard for like, you know, there's like, a, there's great artists. In fact, I gotta say, like, one of the things that 
that I think about all the time is that, you know, when you look at like comics, you're looking at pictures and art. One thing I'm always like, you know, are pictures and story, I should say. So one thing I'm always thinking about is the fact that do you really like, yeah, I mean, you, you should spend some time making, like looking over a lot of like the backgrounds, the whatever they, the artists put in. I don't know if it's also the resistance too, but there's like some amazing, amazing visuals, like backgrounds, detail work. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, I'm always like amazed by it. I'm always mm-hmm. amazed by it. So even if there's like, like I have my problems with a lot of it because there's, you know, as my son has explained, it's called fan service. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I don't really like that. I don't, you know, cause it's always been like a bit of a fan service actually exists in like every culture that reveres comics as well. And so that becomes a bit of a distraction for me. And it's not, not like a good way. It's just like, was this necessary? You know? mm-hmm. But yeah. on the other hand, it's just like, you know, but when you get past it and then when you get like, you know, see some other stuff, it's just like, this is, this is phenomenal work. This is just something to see. This is something that like, I hope that the reader is not just like going through it for the story, 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 because, and I want to, you know, I, I keep seeing this over and over again. It's like uh, comic artists will, will spend like years making something that takes months to print and only like maybe an hour to a half hour to an hour to finish for mm-hmm. anybody. Yeah. So, but Oh, but you, yeah, Bridget, you said something about the differences between. So that all, you know, I, I've been like immersed in it for a long time. So it's just like, so the thing that I kind of that um has I've seen is that there's really not a difference between any of those things. It's just comics. There's a lot of artists that will just say, "I make comics." Mm-hmm. You know what you call it is irrelevant because it's really just find a, you know following a format it's just i think like because i think it was like either a bid add um respectability mm-hmm. and you find that like everything like the everything that kind of starts off is like kind of like underground edgy somewhat despised or disposable culture mm-hmm. you know makes a bid for respectability and it's unfortunate that they have to do that sometimes but on the other hand graphic novel really does explain for a lot of books you know what they're going for like i mean it's fiction and it's in a comic format and it's not about like superheroes and stuff it's about stories mm-hmm. like yeah. as akin to like you know you could do like like you know anna karenena but like in a you know in a comic book form you know mm-hmm. something along those lines mm-hmm. but you know it's kind so of for- the same thing i feel like with like um because we, we've had previous episodes where we talked about how they turn books into movies and how it really loses a lot of what goes into it. Oh, and there's, yeah, there's yeah, this yeah. whole idea of high art and then stuff for the masses. And I mm-hmm. think that like graphic novels can be sort of a marriage of the two. It's just sort of getting everyone else to catch up with that idea, you know? Well, you know, and that's the thing. It's like you will, you go to Europe. They have like these like massive conventions where you know, and not, not like comic book conventions, but it's like, it's almost like you get a chance to be with like great director or, mm-hmm. you know, a great writer, a poet. I mean, like, like the cultural life over there is different mm-hmm. for that. So I don't know if it has to do with like, you know, you have like thousands of years of like, it, you know, art or whatever. I don't know if, if it's like that. 
and I kind of like even back to differ to a certain extent because it's like you can't really I think it's just like it's more revered and regarded and it's kind of part of like the national pastime yeah here you know you know we we've taken a lot of the stuff from Europe while getting rid of the other stuff so it's just like things like you know a work ethic um okay so the next thing we want to talk about I'm kind of going to combine these questions uh into like a two-parter so do you want to talk about like your own art you know what you draw inspiration from um you know like what you kind of normally do and like I've I mean I've seen some of your stuff I love it would you ever write like a graphic novel have you ever thought about it have you ever tried it god yes I tried (laughs) it's hard it's so hard I have drafts I can I have like you know far from the, the eyes of humans there are like pages <laughs> and pages you know and here's the thing because you know I would commute to the city for like you know over over nearly 20 years let's say and you have to have so much to occupy your, your brain when you're on a commute you know some people I know they're like hey I can't do it I'm like how can you do it? And I'm like, I got books. <laughs> and now I got sketchbooks. You know, so, I, but that's the problem. And I, I'd be like, you know, I'd be like entertaining myself completely with like these like crazy stories. So I have like drafts and drafts and drafts of like, you know, graphic stories that I'm like, you mean I got to like put this onto a, this like 11 by something page? I don't know, man, it's work. Cause then I got to go through this whole thing <laughs> organize my thoughts a little better maybe do a little research you, know? <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, need an editor <laughs> i know you would you would think you would think but it's just like after a long day of editing do you mm. want to edit more yeah, <laughs> yeah no <laughs> so, you know and i know it can be done because i've actually i've i've seen myself at least finish drafts which i think is a plus that's more than i can actually say that i've done in a mm-hmm. long time so i've finished drafts of things but it's just a matter of like me going back and either, you know, really doing the hard work of like focusing on it. And it's kind of hard because it's just like, you know, you also have to work, you know, you have to have your day job too. Some people can do it, others can't. It does, you know, it's a combination of like, you know, government investment as well as probably private as well, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I've seen like many a, a GoFundMe for writers or people who like illustrate graphic novels saying like I have this done but I don't have the money to publish it or I have to work so I don't have the the time to do this you know I need help I feel like that's how they get it done unfortunately it's just like why are we doing this we shouldn't have you know you shouldn't have to do something like that yeah um okay so do Tracy or Rosemary do you have any more questions to ask Dan not right now okay although I have to give a shout out to bad bunny (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no i i i went on saying you have you have a what is it like a red bubble store? oh yeah yeah red bubble? my red bubble which i really need to show a little more love to and i don't you have a lot of great stuff <laughs> there but things out there I, like i really need to like deal with a little better i saw i saw it pop up maybe on facebook something right around christmas and i was like oh i gotta get on there and i i got my daughter who's 15 black hoodie with bad bunny and she loved it <laughs> oh <laughs> it like, nice it was right her up her alley and then my my sister who lives in seattle saw it because i sent her a picture of it and she bought one too so <laughs> oh that's right yeah i was wondering bad like, bunny. wait bad bunny 
is not the we're not talking about Bad Bunny the musical no, artist. Not the band. No, no, no. It's one of Dan's art art Yeah, I, think oh, I, I remember just kind of like, but you know, here's a th and he, and this goes back to like another question that you know Georgia asked was the fact that like have I ever made comics? And yes, I did, and they were published. And that I actually did like two different things. Um, I did for I did a stint for like Nyack News and Views. Mm -hmm. Where like, and apparently like, if you go there, like, oh yeah, but if you go under their cartoon link, you will be able to like find like old cartoons that I did. Um, and um, recently, there was this uh, local local uh, gang of creatives uh, who did uh, this magazine, Pink Monkey. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was, a, I think, it was the Monsters issue. I couldn't resist. I asked mm. my one of my friends is, you know, actually two of my friends, I should say, they're involved with that. So I was like, can I, can I? So I did. <laughs> and um, I actually have a story in there, in their monsters issue about a, <laughs> about a small colony of cyclops living in La, in Massachusetts. <laughs> 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 and those are like those are actually like my my kind of my favorite drawings too, <laughs> my own personal favorite because I was like I. I came off with, you know, came up with them and I really wanted them to have a look. You know, I think like, you, like I think, yeah, I think when you had your exhibition at the library back in the pre-pandemic days, didn't you, yeah. you had some Cyclops. Yeah, some of the Cyclops. They were there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I remember <laughs> that. was them. for that story, yeah. Cool. Do you want to give any links to your, like where people can find your stuff? Um, You can find it at, uh, oh, my, oh, well, my artwork, I don't know have a, a portfolio site yet because I don't even I'm still having the debate with various art friends like is this really worth it <laughs> so, <laughs> um but you can find my work at um there is a Facebook um page called uh this is just like Dan White Draws or mm -hmm. Art by, I can't remember <laughs> I, I've been really remiss about that one but the one I the one I regularly post with artwork or semi-regularly these moments there's um Dan underscore white underscore draws underscore and underscore sings. <laughs> and um, the one site that I wanted to bring back as my cartoon, my kind of comics and cartoon site was uh, why I don't go out anymore, which was started off as a cartoon that I wanted to at least kind of comment on how much I hate bar culture or I grew to hate bar culture. I like bars, but I can't stand going out lately, mm -hmm. but uh, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so, so these days it just has like odds and ends and I probably will keep it as like a site for like odds and ends so well, we should what we'll do is we'll like later in post after this we'll add those links yeah I can stuff. send those to you yeah, yeah. yeah we'll add them wherever, to like the notes wherever I might have anything because there's even that Flickr page where because Flickr changed their terms I'm like I don't know what to do with that either mm -hmm. so <laughs> Yeah, there's so many different platforms. There, I I never understand exactly what's for what. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're going to talk about a couple of our favorite graphic novels and suggestions. Uh, we're going to start with Tracy. Why don't you go ahead? Sadly, I only have read two graphic novels. I like them, and I'm <laughs> glad that there seems to be um, like having like a big resurgence. So I think for a while there it was kind of like people would read them on the down low. <laughs> but one I mentioned in the podcast before is uh, Meg, Joe, Beth, and Amy, which was like a modern retelling of Little Women. I don't know what the site was called, but they used to have like, they were doing like a couple 
sections per week thing. And I thought it was really good. Mm. And it started off really well. And the drawings were fantastic. But then they got bought out, I guess. And they were going to get published into a book. And then the writing kind of, the writing and the drawing kind of like went downhill. And I Aww. ended up hating the book. Because it just, <laughs> one, that book doesn't really um, work for a modern setting. It's preachy in the best of times. But because it's set in 1800s, it kind of works. Putting it in the 2020s, it's just weird. I fully um, agree with that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, uh, and then the, other one I've read is Moss by or Mouse Moss. Ma- I think Mouse. 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 Yeah. Part one. Um, I had to read for a class and I loved it. It was so so well done. The story was great. I always meant to read the second part, but I didn't get a chance to. Um, First part was actually I, I like that the best because mm-hmm. I remember when the second part finally came out, it was good, but I like the first part was devastating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he what he did was I when I remember like jeez. I can't remember. Oh, I know. Now I remember. Mm-hmm. Because um, Art Spiegelman had, I guess, shown a few pages of it in progress in um, this old magazine that he had called um, Raw. It was mm-hmm. like a very, very like artsy yeah. like, comic anthology. And um, I got like one of their collections. And that's kind of where I found like a bunch of artists I love to this minute. Yeah. Um, and uh yeah, when he put, he showed a lot of stuff in there, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be like insane. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so yeah, 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 yeah. Read, read, definitely read that second part because it, it's worthwhile to have, but it definitely that first part is like, he yeah, couldn't, yeah. he could yeah, never, yeah. he he got so much in there that it's just like, it's amazing. Yeah, it was beautiful. I thought, yeah, beautifully done. But yeah. I do have a larger contribution to the story. Um, I have a list of like, uh, what's the most popular graphic novels at the library? Ooh, I'm curious about this. Okay. <laughs> Thanks to Mike Grella, our tech services uh, specialist who gave me all this information. And the top three graphic novels last year for teens was uh, Naruto by Masachiki Kim- Kishimoto. I don't want to say the name wrong, but um, <laughs> it's a Japanese manga series, manga series rather. About oh, a- Naruto. Naruto, yes. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. okay, okay. <laughs> um, One Piece, uh, another Japanese Manga that's about um, Monkey D. Luffy. And then the third one is Bleach, which is another manga series. Um, it's about a hothead teenager. And then the top three for adults last year was Lock and Key, which is an American comic book series by Joe Hill and Gabrielle Rodriguez. Saga, which is an epic space oh, opera that. fantasy mm. um, written by Brian Vaughn and Fiona Staples, and then Star Wars. For the new graphic novels last year it was for teens no sorry for adults it was doomsday clock which is a superhero comic book series um, and the second one was injustice gods among us oh wait, wait. You read that one? no no wait i'm trying to think if doomsday clock is it's something dc comics it's by um jeff yeah. johns um yeah yeah that doesn't mean a bell yeah and, then, <laughs> <laughs> and then the third one is uh criminal which is a comic crime comic book series by ed for Baker, mm-hmm. um, I oh, guess yeah, it's Marvel, yeah. and then the top three new ones for teens last year was Guts, which is the graphic mm-hmm. memoir by um, Raina Telemeyer. Um, she wrote Smile and Drama, and then Long Way Down, which is those are good yeah. by Jason yeah. Re- Reynolds, and then Perfect World by Ray Aruga. Yeah, it's funny that you were. It's funny to hear those lists because 
I mean, the kids love manga. Like mm-hmm. they right. eat that up. Like like you were saying, like One Piece, Bleach. There's like a fruit one. They all have these like crazy names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bruce, and they ha- Bruce yeah. Basket or something. <laughs> yeah, like they have yeah. the weirdest names, and they um they have like a billion volumes, mm-hmm. and I mean, but the kids come back and they read them. I think it's yeah. so cool it amazes me and they they get so into them i mean like the the fandom that exists in like right. the culture of people who are who who like that kind of stuff oh, is amazing it's it's yeah. pretty wild i yeah I've, I've actually met somebody like when i was working in the city who was like very very into like cosplay and mm-hmm. you know i fr- i forget what character she would do but oh my god like it was just any number of like i think like kind of like um Pokemon types and stuff, but you know, with that little bit of like, you know, Lady Edge. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The softer stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. It was really, it was, it was pretty cool. It was pretty cool. So. Yeah. yeah, some of them are really intense though. Like, I mean, my I think she's like eleven. My eleven-year-old cousin. She the other day, I'm like at her house and she's watching Attack on Titan. Oh on yeah, TV, yeah, yeah, and she loved, and I was like, "Whoa, this is you like this kind of stuff?" And they do; they really love it. I think it's it's cool because it's it's also yeah. just giving them a completely different perspective on a completely different culture. I mean, it's it's pretty. I don't know. I I love that whole aspect of it. Well, there was you know like back when you know when I was a child, <laughs> and I was actually at the time. But there you, there used to be um one of the PBS stations would actually have like air like just a uh, Japanese language uh, broadcasting. Mm-hmm. And they would have like a lot of this anime, and you know, me and my siblings would gather around and watch this stuff, and it was like it was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it, there was it, like the violence was like intense, but it, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I was like, you know, I'd be like, whoa, this is crazy. But then I would like think like they actually like have episodes where like you get a little more of like the characters. Mm-hmm. Like a little more, like there was like more of like a, a character building aspect. So they actually had like quiet moments rather than just like, you know, if you watch like, I don't know, Smurfs. And it's just, <laughs> like, I shouldn't diss the Smurfs, but you know, it's just like any one of these American things, it's just like one and done. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. they crank out the same episode over and over again. And it's just like, you know, it gets kind of dull and you're like, all right, this is fine and fun and all that. But, you know, it'd be nice to know a little more. Mm-hmm. I don't know. They now I think it's taken on. So and that's and I think that's a like a very good thing. And I think it can only get better, you know, especially for you know people who are you know, people exposed to you know any mode of you know alternate storytelling. And I you know, I kind of was I was a little like leery at first of the of the um effect that like you know ma- that manga and um video gaming had because i would like look at the like american style art you know and a lot of these guys were definitely influenced by it and you know at first i was like you know i mean i I don't you know not to like you know feel like one should you know it felt almost copycat ish you know and it's just like well why would you want to do that what you know what you could do you you know but more and more i'm just like i'm all right i've become like this is the way and this is fine. And I've actually seen good stuff with this. So yeah. I have to, you know, shut my old man rant, ranting up and uh, just kind of <laughs> take it. Cause this is like, uh, you know, like uh, I didn't read the books, Scott Pilgrim. Cause he, mm-hmm. 
he the the was it O'Malley? I think it's O'Malley or something like that. He does like great work. I think so. Yeah. yeah. He does. You know, it's like it's fun, it's fine and dandy that it all looks a little like video games slash chibi kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Then you know, then I just read Second by him, and that was like, you know, fantastic because it was like you know it, it it even though I had like the Groundhog Day story, it was because that's become a big thing now. Like you know, yeah. you mm-hmm. know playing out the variations but it's still it's like it was still really well done and it was it's I you know it, it I remember it like being like on a lot of like best of lists the year it came out and I was just like that's a good book <laughs> so, yeah yeah his name is Brian Lee O'Malley, Brian just Lee O'Malley. Checked out. yeah 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 that's another super popular one the Scott Pilgrim mm-hmm. I know all the fans are very unhappy with the movie <laughs> Really? Well, I can believe it, but you know, I really like that movie. <laughs> I liked it too, but I never read it, so I can't. Yeah. I, I didn't can't read it either, but I, I couldn't understand because I think I was flipping through um one of the volumes, and I was like, "Oh, I didn't know this about you know." But it's a you know two hour movie; you can only do so much. Yeah, yeah. So, so Dan, okay. I know you said you have a pile, so I'm going to tell you to limit it. But like, <laughs> give give me give us your Favorite graphic novels or your suggestions? Okay. Mine are probably more suggestions. than. <laughs> <laughs> Although, you know, it's funny because so this one, which is now reversed, is like kind Blood. of been one. Of, this is kind of like essential to a lot of like where I'm coming from because Blood has, Blood is a, it's a, it's ostensibly about a, a vampire, but it's really more like a fable. And it's actually like beautiful artwork, like watercolors, oil painting, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. just combination. And it's just, you know, it, it always stays with me. Like when I saw that, that's like, I was like, you can do that with comics. I never knew you mm-hmm. could. So, and, you know, from there, it's always been like kind of close to my heart. And what, probably mostly because it is actually just a fable about like, you know, being your best possible person. Mm-hmm. This guy, Ben Catcher, <laughs> you can see him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's done like some strips and stuff that I saw in issues in uh, collections of Raw and they stayed with me. They're another one that like, you know, they're so dry. They're very um, sketchy looking drawings, but they always like speak so well to me. And it feels like it's like of a New York that, you know, almost like fantastical New York images, but almost like beyond that. Maybe Chicago too. Lately, this guy, Blutch, I kind of stumbled on him. What an interesting name, Blutch. B-L-U-T-C-H. I I forget where where Blutch is from, but these are old, too. But New York Review of Books had come out with a couple of collections. And um, just, like, great, you know, just my personal, like, oh, my God, this guy's great. Like, you got to read this. And I'll, like, voice him on somebody. It's very you know, um, referential to a lot of like, to like, you know, Roman Empire movies, and, you know, other things as well, but it's deeper than, it's just not, it's, it's weird. <laughs> oh, and I keep kicking myself because there's two people I want to definitely drop okay. because I am like deeply, deeply enamored of um, the Tamaki sisters who they did Skin, and they did um, 
that one summer. Yeah, I think yeah, so. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get mad every time I hear it gets banned. So <laughs> because mm-hmm. it's such, it, 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 they're they're the, the they're just incredible. They're just incredible. Especially Mariko's like draftsmanship is like every time I see her her work, she's done like um, incidental illustrations for um, the New York Times. I think those are great. Um, oh, and oh, and my personal favorite, and this has actually saved me through the pandemic, uh, Simon Hanselman, who's a Meg and Mog series. Meg <laughs> and Mog? Meg and Mog, holy smokes. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Did you see it? Did you read them? No, but I love the title. <laughs> you definitely check out what, uh, what Simon Hanselman has posted for uh, on Instagram. Because that is a that is something to see. Because <laughs> he had a whole pandemic series <laughs> just out of control, and it's like, you know, it's <laughs> just just read them. They're what's like his last they're name again? Uh, and what's his last name? H A N S E L M A N. Okay. Um, I thought because I guess I, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, Still, like, from Tasmania, and wow. It's, like, seriously, some of the best, and I mean it, like, best, like, comic writing, best story work, funny, disgusting, <laughs> incredible, just incredible work. And it's just, like, and, and I, you know, and it's, like, I think I saw some quick blurb that says, like, Simon Henselman's work recently on Instagram is very much of the pandemic situation pandemic no the pandemic moment mm-hmm. and it is it really is it's like every like stupid dumb behavior that we have gone through this last year is like right there it's amazing it's just amazing oh i gotta check it out yeah, education. Me too. we all have homework now and yeah. dan who's the the artist the cartoonist that you often uh Put up on Facebook. You often post about. Oh, yeah. It begins with a G. I, know, it's such right? a I, I was like thinking about that. I was like, oh my god, I keep forgetting about Tom Gold. Yes. Yeah, yes. I love I love Tom Gold because like Tom does like work with like uh, over in um, which I call it the Guardian, mm-hmm. amongst other things. But it's also done illustration for like the New York Times as well. But it's just like so like fun and dry and mm-hmm. just I don't know like those. You know, they're they're just they they speak to the English major in me. <laughs> yes, me too. They're they're like like profound and also just really surreal. Even though the art yeah. is not surreal, it's very yeah. minimalist. It's yeah, it's great. Yeah, I admire that. Like gets gets to the point really. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? So all right, all right. Or do you have any yeah. more? Should I go? Okay. Um, so when I first started thinking about this, it's like, oh, I haven't read that many graphic novels. And then I realized I had read more than I thought. I started yeah. off, I mean, I read Mouse when it came out, like right. everybody did. But my kids really got me into it more because especially my son, he was, you know, the classic reluctant reader, but he loved comics and he loved graphic novels. Right. So um, the Bone series yeah. Uh, yeah. was huge in my house. That yep. They read them obsessively. They have the stuffed bone animals. They oh, wow. stuffed animals online <laughs> and got stuffed animals. It's pretty awesome. And then um, the Reina, how do you pronounce it? Tel- Telgemeier, oh, who Telgemeier. we already mentioned. 
that's um yeah her she has other i can't remember off the top of my head her other books but those are fantastic um yeah. books and then aaron renier or renier he did this book he's done a number of books he had this one called mm. spiral bound yeah oh yeah it was yeah, fantastic yeah. i loved yeah. that it just, yeah. it just cracked me it was so was bizarre great. and yeah, yeah it's a good great. one yeah um and my kids like my son was obsessed with that for a while and we all read it together yeah mine too <laughs> I remember it's a great book yeah. it's such a great book yeah. um and then i was thinking about the comics that i love like i grew up with peanuts like the peanuts treasury yeah. was my bible <laughs> like there was the by the actual bible and my then- parents were <laughs> irish catholic and then there was the peanuts treasury which like uh, I still have my copy that I had when I was when I was you know four years old, um, Calvin and Hobbes, and, and this uh, other one called Cul de Sac by Richard Thompson. Mm. He's he passed away like he he you can buy like the complete Cul de Sac. He passed away relatively young, and I never heard of it. I I think my kids, my son probably discovered it, and it's fantastic. It's 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 about kids and it has that kind of a little bit of a peanuts vibe where the parents are sort of off to the side yeah 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 but it's just really funny it's hard to describe and the 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 drawings are relatively realistic but really witty and and just wonderful um i also love linda barry i love everything yeah. she oh, does yeah, yeah. the linda ernie Pooh comics and and the marley's and all that Ugh, she's a oh, genius i love one, her. yeah she the one hundred demons that you yeah. the library has that. That was yeah. great. That's that a great, great book. Oh, <laughs> what? she wrote a fantastic novel named Cruddy. That one I haven't read yet. I have to. Get Holy that. smokes! That is <laughs> that is that is like seriously like one of the greatest books I've ever read. Okay, I have that to is. Get it. I think that's. And I curse myself for not having it because it's like I had it, read it, was so disturbed by it, I couldn't I keep it. Mm-hmm. And now I'm kicking myself for not having it. <laughs> so friends of mine think, do have it. I'm like, part of me is like, I should bribe them. So, I, I, uh, I think that's the one thing of hers that I haven't read. Oh so God. now I have to get my hands on it. Cruddy is. Yeah. Amazing. It's amazing. Uh, who else? Oh, Love and Rockets by the Hernandez yes. brothers. Cause yeah. I'm old and we're Love and Rockets. <laughs> <laughs> and Love and Rockets came yeah, out. Yeah, well, so. Yeah. <laughs> That's rock. also great stuff. And, and there's a whole bunch of volumes of it. And, and yeah, we have some yeah. of them at the library. We don't have all of them, but the, that's, yeah, you have like a uh, Luba. Yeah. I know that. Luba. I've seen the, the Luba collection. I forget what else. That's like a oh, whole. Um, uni- yeah. What's her head? What's her head? Um, uh, <laughs> oh, man. I can't think of. Oh, man. I can almost see the name, but I like in my mind's eye, but. You know, I can can't go over the library because it's closed. Yeah, well, we can still get them off the shelf for you. We yes. can still get them to you. But yeah, that's a whole comics universe that's worth exploring. And we also mentioned already Allison Bechdel, yes. Funhouse, Are You My Mother? Um, Hyperbole and a Half by Allie Brosh. Hmm. She just put out her second book. She started <laughs> off just with a blog on, um, just her own blog on a website. And she like, suffers from clinical depression. So she created this little, I don't even know how to describe wow. her, her artwork. It's very distinctive. She looks like a little like fish person. And oh, yeah, 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 her, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's all about just her life. She's and the second it's, one though? Yeah, she just published her second one a couple months ago. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, Ooh. but they're they're fantastic. They're so funny. They're so funny. Right. Um, so and her drawing... Them. What would you I say? Like three graphic novels then, because I love her. Yay! Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, and Persepolis 
by Marjane Satrapi. Yeah, and that's the one that that is a great one. That's one of those classic graphic novels. Mm -hmm. Like they assign it to kids now. Um, yeah. About uh, it's about her her life as a young girl during the Iranian um, revolution in the right. late '70s, and her parents send her away to get her out of the country. And um, that's there's two parts. There's yeah. uh, two books, and that's fantastic. And then the trilogy March, which was John mm. Lewis's story of his involvement in the civil rights movement in 1960s. I forget, I should have written down the artist's name because it's John Lewis's right. bio, like his words basically, but the artist by someone else. And that's a trilogy and it's pretty fantastic. Um, and also I remember this last minute, Diary of a Teenage Girl by Phoebe Glockner, which is a great graphic novel, oh, but yeah. they made it into a movie that yeah, was yeah, fantastic. Yeah. It was a great yeah, movie I heard that. and it has yeah. the same title. So I recommend both and I'm done. <laughs> I actually have one more. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Because uh, I would, because because I, I keep run behind my mom myself before I forget, and I'm always yeah. like forgetting, and I'm like, oh, I got this one. Oh, it's is um, uh, a series of books by about uh about life in uh, Ivory Coast by this woman. Oh God, Marjorie Abuse, I believe. It's about this uh, woman, Aya, A-Y-A. And I just ordered a bunch of like collections of, of them uh, from the library. And like, I read, I read Aya and Aya of Yacht City like mm -hmm. years ago, loved them. That was like, it, it, it seems so effortless, like the way, the way those are written. And I'm like, I'm always floored. I think they're like originally like French language maybe, but those are, those are great. I love like the simple, simple drawings. Oh, and one more. Sorry, just one more, one more. It's okay. <laughs> right. Because when I think of that, then I also have to think of um, um, Joan Sfar. I forget, S-F-A-R-R. -R. He's another French artist. Um, there's an another one that's kind of like, uh, I guess like of his ilk. He did uh, The Little Vampire which you guys have in the children's section, but he's also done the rabbi's cat and the rabbi's cat too. And he's another one that like has these like, you know, loses deuce, like drawing style, but you know, stories are great. And like, you love where they just like, they're like so tangential. They take you like anywhere and they're so good. And you're like, I should be like able to do this. This is, <laughs> it looks so easy. <laughs> And like I, you know, it's like ah, it's just I don't know how they do it, but they do it. But, mm. Right, no more. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'll I'll go next. Um, so I feel like I it took me a long time to come around to the idea of reading graphic novels at all because I think that uh, I sort of always associated like illustration with children's books. So when I got older, I was like, oh no, I'm I'm so done with that, you know. Um, but now as an adult, now that I've kind of learned to like graphic novels, it's so funny. Like I'm going back and rereading children's books and actually trying to read these graphic novels and they're so good. So um, I have a couple that, sorry, that was my dog sneezing. I have a couple that I want to <laughs> recommend. Um, some of them I'm recommending for the art, some of it for the story. Right. Um, and 
they're pretty much all young adult books. I'm sorry. I just, you know, clinging to my 20s. So, okay. So the mm. first one, um, there's two of them. And the first one, and if I've mentioned them in previous podcasts, I'm sorry, but um, it's so good. It's called Check, Please. And the author is um, Ngozi Ukazu. Um, it is about this uh, freshman in college, uh, this boy, he's from the South. Um, he's gay, although he's not out. He loves to bake and he joins the hockey team and moves into this frat house at his school. So it's kind of a, just about like coming into himself, fitting in with these frat boys, um, you know, dealing with coming out to them and how they deal with him. Um, it's such a great, fun, loving, funny story. The art is pretty great too. Um, and there's two of them. So that's one that I would definitely suggest. Um, another one, and I definitely have mentioned this before, is the Hilda series by Luke Pearson. Um, the first one's called Hilda Folk. It's kind of like stories that are based on um, like Scandinavian folklore. It's about this little girl named Hilda. And even though I think that you'll probably find them in the children's section at the library, um, they're great for adults too, because they're extremely um, clever and witty. And um, as I've mentioned before, they did make it into a series on Netflix. So right, right, yeah, which was also really good. I mean, those stories, they're so charming. They're so, you know, just and also if you're just a fan of like folklore of any kind, I mean, that's, you know, those are great ones to read. Right. Um, the next one I want to mention isn't really a graphic novel. I think it's just a story that's illustrated, but um, A Monster Calls by Patrick Ness. And um, I think that the illustrator, I think I wrote it down, Jim Kay, um, A Monster Calls is a story about a, a boy who uh, is, he lives alone with his mother and she's dying of cancer. Um, and he, I think it's really like his own form of escapism. He gets bullied a lot. He like focuses on this tree outside of his house that he's convinced turns into a monster at night. And um, the story is great. It's incredibly sad. But uh, the reason why I love that one is the drawings are amazing. They're, um, it's only like black and white, very stark, very um, like pen on paper illustrative style, um, but so beautiful and like haunting. And I mean, I cried reading it and I think anyone would. And the art just really adds to the story in such a great um beautiful way um and then the last one i want to mention are actually kind of the last two i want to mention so i you know like any girl i decided to read a batman book because i dated someone who was really into batman so i read uh the killing joke by alan moore oh, which is like yes. classic um yeah. and super dark um, you know, just sort of like the, the typical art you would expect for a comic book, but, um, the story but is amazing, <laughs> but better. Yeah. I mean, I read it and I was like, wow, like this should, or maybe it did win awards. I don't know. I'm, I'm late to the it, game. Well, I, I think it's like, I think it did win like Eisner, you know, which is like one of the, the big, big comic book awards. Mm -hmm. me on it, But you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a, it's a dark one. A, yeah. It's a dark one. It's a dark it's one. A dark I, one. Yeah, I think I, think I really like, like those. Yeah, I think they kind of like steered. No, they. I think they kind of maybe use that as kind of a bit of like the background for the movie, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. I I'm think mistaken. maybe it definitely has like, the same does, dark tone. Yeah, and also the fact that I guess like everything around you know, Joker is basically a man who broke from like 
reality or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was just too ridiculous. Yeah, but I think it's a good one for like adults who maybe have like never read anything like that to read because it's definitely like sophisticated in its subject matter oh, yeah. Yeah. and like pretty surreal. So I, I really liked that and I was completely shocked by it because I could truly care less about a superhero story of any kind. Um, but that one was like so good. And then um, the last one I want to recommend is also kind of a superhero story. Um, I read it because the movie Logan came out and I read an article that it was based on um, a graphic novel called Old Man Logan. Um, So it's an X-Men comic, but it brings in a bunch. So if you saw the movie, it's not really like the movie because for copyright reasons, they couldn't include everything in it, but it combines a lot of characters from other universes. So that's probably why, but it's this extremely dark story about how like basically uh, Logan slash Wolverine, you know, he gets older and he turns like evil, just completely evil. And again, it's an extremely dark story, but I just, I love the art and I I really want to explore more of that type of stuff. Um, But if you liked that movie or you're interested in any of that kind of, um, you know, any of those kinds of stories, I would definitely recommend Old Man Logan. That was such a good one. And I think that that's it. Oh, wait, one more. One more. One more. No, but, you know, in that ilk, then I would actually like counter the classic Watchmen, Mm -hmm. which is like deceptively like on one hand about superheroes, but really isn't because it really has more to do with like, you know, it, it has to do with like, you know, people who can't, you know, can't cope with reality really you know and um and it just i think i think i get really kind of caught up in like how very meta that thing is because it's like the combined you know in addition to like just these like street comic book pages these are also like you know there's a story that you know is about people who are you know who have more depth and more complication even though like they're drawn almost in a typical comic book way mm-hmm. and then like also incorporating like magazine clippings of you know contemporary magazines and contemporary books like any all these things to comment on the action as it goes along and there's a yeah it, it, there's so much going on in that crazy book <laughs> but there's it's and, and even that's just just like you know the level of encyclopedic uh knowledge is incredible oh sorry one more <laughs> I have a question after you're done too. Yeah, no, you know, yeah. question first. No, no. Well, <laughs> speaking of reading a book about based on someone recommending it to you, I think there's one I've read. It might be the Nightmobile bookmobile, where it's about a librarian that's a comic. I love that one. Is that it? I don't know. I can't. Remember. Yeah, it's, I, I think it's called like the bookmobile or the night librarian. I don't know. We'll, we'll get it right. Oh, maybe the night librarian. Yeah, but that one too. That was good. Yeah, that was really good. I love that one. A little sad, but very good. What were we gonna say, Dan? Oh, um, From Hell by uh, Alan Moore. They made a terrible movie of it. Don't watch the movie. Read the book. This book mm-hmm. is so much good. So much better. Okay, so much good. <laughs> so much gooder. But it's, a, it's an incredible book. It's another one, like, also very encyclopedic. But my God, like, that is quite the story. So. What was it called again? From Hell. From Hell. It's about, okay. like, yeah, it, on the, you know, on the one hand, it's about Jack the Ripper. But on the other oh, hand, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. it's as if, like, there's this other like deeper, darker thing where it's like that the murders are actually like kind of a magic ritual to sort of create like a world that like, you know, the world that we currently live in, you know. 
but the Ooh. almost as well as the evils of it, like kind of like help jumpstart it more so. Ooh, I gotta check that one out. Yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy and mm -hmm. strange. So, all right, should we move go to the promotion section? Go ahead. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, so this next month is March, which means it's Women's History Month. So we have four women's history programs. Yeah, we get one month, just like African Americans get one month too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway month. you get a month <laughs> yeah <laughs> so we have women of new york uh on march 2nd and a lecture about alice neal the artist on march 10th Ooh. which i'm really looking forward to oh, yeah, she had a while she, yeah or Al, there's uh i forget the name of the i should have written down the name of the woman who's doing the talk she's an art historian but she this is what she does for a living so it should be good but it's all about alice Ooh. Alice Neal and her her amazing life. Like she had a really cool, interesting life. Yeah. On top yeah. of being a great artist. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's for sure. That's for sure. So that is on the 10th. Then there's uh we're having a, like an, a women in art panel. It's uh centered around Dorothy M. Gillespie, whose stardust sculpture is still up in the library, although no one gets to see it anymore. It was hanging um you could see it if you walked into circulation. It was hanging from the ceiling. Mm. I'm sure you've seen it, Dan, in your times you've been in the library. It's just been a while, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's a, it's called Starburst, Dorothy M. Gillespie, a trailblazer for women in the arts. And there's a panel of local women artists and arts administrators, probably some of the people, I think there's two people from Roca who are gonna be on the panel. Oh. And that, that's on March 18th. I know Lisa D'Amico, um, Oh no! I think oh, she might be arts council. Oh, she that she's arts council. But there's yeah. a couple of other people that. Are, oh no! You um, know what? Local. But she's also um, are in public places too. So yeah, because you know, I was with her on that. Yeah, she's Lisa D'Amico is sort of um, moderating the panel, and um, Gary Gary Israel is a uh, Dorothy Gillespie's son, and he has a he's going to be there, and he's going to. It's all virtual, of course. This is all on Zoom, but he has a short film about his mom, and then there's going to be a discussion. That's March 18th and on March 30th, we have local author Margot Mifflin who will be discussing her book, Looking for Miss America. And that's it for me. All right. I think, <laughs> I think George is up. Oh now. yeah, I'm sorry. I'm like three trillion tabs open. Um, so the <laughs> next episode, episode six, we will have the Nyack Library Circulation employee, Paula Sabul, who you probably know. Um, and we will be talking about female detectives in fiction um, in honor of Women's History Month. And Paula, she orders all the, the mystery books. So um, I think that it'll be interesting to hear her take on female detectives. I'm sure she's read a lot of those books. Um, so that will be our next episode. So stay tuned. And you can find the library on Twitter at Nyack Library, also um, on Instagram with the same handle. We're on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash Nyack Library. Um, there's also nyacklibrary.org, which is our website where you can get access to. Um, Georgia makes a curated list of all the stuff we talk about in the podcast. So you can find it on the website through there. You can email us at info at nyacklibrary.org. Or you can check out our YouTube, which is Nyack Library from Home, which will have the podcast um, on there as well. Okay, so thank you for listening. I'm Georgia. I'm Rosemary. And I'm Tracy. Thanks, Dan. I've heard so much about you, so it's nice to finally meet you. <laughs> and we're friends on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to, I'm glad to have been a part of it. Thank you, Dan. And you, I just realized you are, 
You are our first male guest, too. (laughs) 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 On top of everything else. (laughs) That was great. Thank you so much, Dan. Oh, anytime, anytime. So (laughs) thank you for listening to episode five of Paper Cut. Oh, all right. This would be a hilarious thing to add at the end. Just us all being like, hmm. So, um. (laughs) I think I screwed up. Can I do this again? Okay, so what do we do now, Tracy? I know you know you always have to lead us through this. I'm just going to say the, uh.